Welcome to Well Said, a podcast produced by the Well Community Church and hosted by Mary Graham and Tori Mayo. Our desire is to equip you with the knowledge and confidence to apply a biblical perspective to current topics while building and strengthening connections around our church. Join us as we explore how our faith intersects with the world around us. Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo está? Bien. ¿Y tú? I don't know Spanish. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we, we said we need to start it differently every time. And I don't know how else to start it. So I'm just speaking in a different language now. That's Sounds good. good. We'll work on it. Okay, great. Okay. I'll we'll save make my, it. Well said. I'll save my, uh, my Mandarin and my French greetings for you know the those? next couple. I know hi and how are you and that's it. Okay. Just like Spanish. Great. <laughs> we'll work on it. <laughs> well, we're back again. I have a good icebreaker for us okay. today because we're going to continue a little bit about what we talked about last week. There's a little teaser. If you listened, you might know it's coming. If you don't, well, wait and see. But our question today is, where did you get your first Bible? <laughs> um, you answer first. Okay. I don't know where this so Bible funny. came from, but I remember a little children's Bible and I, I like Googled it last night because I wanted to like look at the pictures and it was a the beginner's Bible, timeless children's stories. And I like actually have memories of reading it on the floor, but hmm. like my very first like big person, normal Bible, um, I think I got it in the third grade at church when we did Bible skills with my best friend's grandma, Gigi. And I used to, it was an NIV study Bible and it took me forever to figure out what it was, but all I remembered, so those of you who grew up in church, you'll have to let, you'll have to put in comments or something that you also had this Bible, but it was a, hardcover Bible that had this like silver reflective top and this like purple outline and pink ink in there and everything. Mm. And it was called the New Adventures Bible. And so I would carry it around in the little maroon covers because, you know, Bible covers were a thing. Maybe you don't, but they that. were a thing <laughs> for those of you who grew up in church, you know what I'm talking about, a little maroon cover. And it had like a little zipper that had a little Jesus fish on it. So oh, that's awesome. There we go. Um, I stole my first Bible. What? <laughs> Straight up. I literally stole my first Bible. That's a hilarious Are you sure question. Um, Did you like steal it from a store? Can you steal the word of God? That's the, um, I did not steal it from a store. Okay. That's a good, I was a Christian. Was it from a church? I love the Lord. I literally, okay, you, gotta, you gotta explain day, now. I'm like, my mind is going crazy. I went into the lost and found at our church and I went in there one week there was like nothing in there. Mm-hmm. I went in there because uh, uh, I like had lost like a scarf or a hat or something, right? Yeah. You wear a scarf? Uh, I'm from Detroit, girl. I've never seen you wear a scarf. Uh, I, I've worn scarves here. Really? Yeah, you only need it like once a year. Okay. Also, that's a lie, y'all. I did not wear scarves back in the hood. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I ain't never had no scarves back in the hood, yo. You can see how thief. much I You're have assimilated I into. We were <laughs> I have assimilated in. Um, okay, so I lost my hat. We'll just call it that. Oh, yeah. Okay. And lost something. So I went, couldn't find it. There was nothing to lost to found. Went the next week. There were like nine Bibles in the lost to found. I was like, oh, wow. Didn't have my hat. Went the next week, all nine of those Bibles were gone. So hmm. I was like, oh, people lost their Bibles. They came and they found them. But that week, there was this slick Bible, you know? <laughs> it was real nice. It was like a study Bible. It was like leather. It was like Ooh. thick. There was no name printed on it. And I was just like, oh, man, I really need a Bible. I was starting to fall in love with Jesus. I didn't have my own Bible. So I just took that mug, you know? You know good and well somebody came back the next week and was looking for their Bible. Bible. (laughs) And I read it. And now I'm a pastor. So thank you, whoever that was. They discipled you (laughs) in their sacrifice. That's how I'm choosing to see it now. The Lord's going to, I just lost 10 rewards in heaven. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. So stole my first Bible, unfortunately. Okay. But God gives grace. He does. And He redeems. He does. And I'm going to somehow tee that into where we're going. Walk in repentance. See? Confess your sins. He's faithful and just to forgive. Okay. Uh, Today, you're going to tee us off. So I'm going to tee us up. Great. Um, We are continuing our last conversation on can men and women disciple each other? And we're actually going to kind of do that live a little (gasps) bit. Yeah. Where you and I are going to take some time to intentionally help each other love, follow, and serve Jesus more. That's the definition of discipleship, right? Yep. So 
how does that look like? How can that look even in a one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, conversation um, relationship live? And we're going to use, hey, what has God been teaching you recently? Which is kind of a traditional discipleship question. It's a great question. How's your heart? How's your soul? What has God been teaching you? Those sorts of themes mm-hmm. really allow for a lot of spiritual depth to exist. And so that's what we're answering. Hey, what has God been teaching you? And we're just going to go. Yeah. And there, there's, I don't know what it is. You don't, don't know, know what I'm going to share. Yeah. So there's literally, just for y'all to know, it's not like we've prepped this conversation. Yeah. And we do it in one take. So we're doing it in we're one just, take. This is raw, y'all. Yeah. It's real. And so as Mary's talking, I'm probably going to write down a couple questions, things I'm thinking of mm-hmm. like, oh, I should ask her about this. So that you can kind of see, hey, what could it look like if we are meeting in a coffee shop? If mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. whatever. So we're going to do it live. Yeah. And you're going to go us first. So yeah. Real quick though, before, um, if you are tuning into this one first yeah. and have not listened into the previous one and you're like, oh, I am so uncomfortable with this with right now. We actually addressed that mm-hmm. in our last, we started to address that in our last episode talking about convictions in Romans 13 and 14 and how really the first step in answering can men and women disciple each other is determining your own convictions. Mm-hmm. Tori and I and our spouses have a conviction that this is fine and it's good and it is, again, does it glorify God? We pray that this conversation does. We're mm-hmm. glad that you get to be a part of it. But if this is already making you uncomfortable, I really encourage you to go listen to that first episode 100%. before continuing. And before you go as well, I would also like to say it's really hard to caveat every single caveat yeah, that true. could exist. Yep. So if you listen, you're like, oh, I really wish that they had said that like you need to be wise with this or you need to do this or you're probably right. We tried to give some biblical principles, but we can't go through the whole scripture in an hour, right? So just thinking through, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. there's probably caveats we could give even to the last episode, which I think is important Mm -hmm. to think through. So give grace in the midst of that. That's where it's really hard for a communicator to communicate every single caveat that could exist. So, but I feel like you did a really good job last time. So yeah. You too. All right. So what's God teaching me, you ask? What is the Lord teaching you? This is a good one. Um, So I feel like, you know, we've talked so many times about how difficult last year was, so I'm not going to belabor that. But what I have started to realize about myself and just how I've operated in that situation is um, uh, one of my really, really good friends, Tracy, she calls it winitis. Hmm. So I will be happy when. Mm. I will be, I will get rest when. I will have peace when. And I've, I've, the Lord in his graciousness helped me see that I've operated and I feel like that's survival mode for almost the entirety of last year. Wow. Right? Like I'm going to overextend myself in my job responsibilities because when we hire a new worship pastor, it'll be fine. And I, Lord, I pray that when this conversation comes live, that that is a fact. <laughs> but it's like, okay, yes, just, amen. Just, just push yourself <laughs> a little bit more and it'll be okay when, all right? Parenting is really hard. We had this vacation planned. You'll have rest when. Mm. You know, our house is now fixed. We've done all these stunts. It'll be fine when. All of this when, 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 when. And so I'm missing so many opportunities to like be present, number one. But also I'm just really disappointed mm. all the time. Mm. Mm. All the mm. time because nothing is meeting my expectations. Mm. And to be fair, I lived my life before having a kid in a lot of that ways. There was so much more freedom with time to like, all right, so I'm really busy tomorrow. Well, on Saturday, I'll just take a nap. Mm. That no longer exists in my life. And so relearning these practices of serving myself instead of serving the Lord and really seeing what am I actually finding rest and Mm. hope and like security in. And so um, as I started to realize that, we were actually, I was doing my research for our grief and lament podcasts and were started reading Ecclesiastes. And it's honestly not a book that I've really studied mm-hmm. a whole lot. Um, and it's fantastic. <laughs> and part of the reason why is because I'm a control freak. Mm. And so looking at wisdom literature, there's three books, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job, which we talked about. Think about Job as, as wisdom, not suffering. And Proverbs is your ideal teacher. Your do this and everything will be right. And this book is like a critic that is for all of life's exceptions. Mm. And so I just really felt this tug of like God wanting me to just sit in it some more. And so I think one of the like really challenging things of this was it's just like trying to target all of the ways that you find meaning in other things in life and dismantle all of that. Mm. And I was like, that sounds exactly like what the Lord is wanting 
two T's out in me. And mm-hmm. so there's a phrase that gets repeated like a thousand times, not literally, but also a lot. And I color code and I do all these things, but it ends a lot of its thought and its process and different things with this phrase that all is vanity and a striving after wind. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's so depressing. Like, how, how, how does, why is this wisdom? Why is this all of these things? And so I looked at the word vanity. Actually, the Bible Project does a really great job of helping to understand Ecclesiastes really well. They have a couple episodes and vanity is actually translated as, it's the word hevel, which means vapor or smoke. Mm-hmm. And so you can say like, it's all this like smoke and a striving after wind. So that kind of helps bring some more context, right? It's all this like, something that you can grasp, but not really hold, you can see, but can't really touch. That's good. Like thing of life. And I was like, I'm still not understanding this metaphor here. Like what, what are you teaching me about this? Why can't I stop thinking about this phrase? Why is it pestering me? And I looked up what the word wind means and it's ruach, mm-hmm. which is spirit. And so it's like God's animating life force. It's kind of representing a mindset and a purpose. And so God just kind of threw this idea was like, it is a, it's smoke and it's a striving after spirit. So I just kept teasing it. Striving can also be done as longing. And so ultimately that kind of taught me that everything that we're doing is this paradox and this enigma that seems like it's working and it's not. But we're, what we're really longing for is the true life-giving presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So in my desire for rest and this one-itis, I'm missing out on this opportunity because I'm striving after what I think will bring this life and this purpose to me when in actually it's just the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that seems so simple, but for someone who strives and controls mm-hmm. every aspect of my life and has prayed for years and years and years for that freaking idea to leave <laughs> me and to give up, God and his kindness has really just been dismantling my expectations, helping me to let go of control, walk more in faithfulness because I'm honestly trusting him more. Mm. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's going to be fine. Mm. That phrase is something I've said, but never meant, Mm. I think in my life. Mm. Because I think on a negative thing, I would shame myself and say, I'm not doing enough or you're not faithful enough or you're whatever, or have absolutely no, right? There's, there's a, there's a, part of this where you can take this way too far. So everything is, I can do all the right things and everything is wrong. And so I shouldn't do anything at all. Or you can say, well, then because it's all meaningless, I need to work so hard that I can take what I get. So for someone who's a control idol, this has just helped me start living in this happy freedom to trust mm. and to be present and say, okay, Becca napped for an actual half an hour today. And I got to spend 15 more minutes with Jesus. Mm. Praise me. <laughs> and like that's becoming enough. Uh, mm, when mm. before it never was, it was like, I need a half day. I need a full day to myself. I just, that's something, a very small, tangible thing. But that idea is like bleeding now to more aspects of my life or like, I have a laundry list of things to do right now for my job that I'm mm. like, I don't understand how many hours are in the day. But instead of taking control for myself and saying, I need to work four or five hours on this day and that day outside of work, I'm like, I'm going to pray every time I show up and before I start a new task and trust that the time that the Lord has given me, it will be done. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be great because I'm not going to, I'm not going to strive after it myself. I'm going to mm-hmm. look for God's presence in life and things like that. So that's really good. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, you can see smoke, but you can't grasp it. Yep. And so that's a phenomenal concept because it's like, gosh, it's like you see it and you know it. You can even smell smoke. You mm-hmm. can even, you just can't grasp it. So that's the striving after wind idea, right? Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Why do you feel like the Lord, um, uh, I, I may be assumptive in this question. So that's okay. Uh, you can ask back or revert back. But why do you feel like the Lord, it almost feels like he like waited a year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a year plus mm. to like even begin to reveal to you some of this? Yeah. Like, was that the Lord? Was that you? Was that both? Was that like, why do you feel like now this is that's when you're receiving question. this? I. I'm an external processor. So y'all, I have not thought this through again. I don't know what questions he's asking me. And so <laughs> I'm welcome, an external processor too. That's welcome to my mind and thoughts. Five hour podcast. But it's like, at first I'm like, you know what? I don't really know. But thinking back, it's just, 
I think being, I think the the chemistry and all of the things that are happening in my life right now, there was no area of my life to escape mm. that idea. Mm. And so I think it's possible that I'm able to actually see it. Mm. I think a lot of times God has to hit me with a two by four. I'm one of those people. Um, and so there was no area of my life to escape this desire for something to be better because our house was having issues. Obviously, we had some things going on at our church. I'm a new mom trying to figure out life. What does it look like to ha- to like have my family still connected to say my other family to also have friends to all of these things? And so there was no rest. There was no this will get better when. So every aspect of my life was telling me the exact same thing, mm. and it got to the point where like everything that I had waited for on the win did not pan out. And mm. so it was like, but I know what I'm. I know you, Lord. Mm. Like this is, oh, me. I'm the problem. Mm. I have Mm. inappropriate (laughs) expectations Mm. about what I should receive and how I should receive it. And so I I honestly think it's because I couldn't escape it. And so he orchestrated every part of my life to tell me the same story. Yeah, that's so good, Joe. It's interesting because I think about like, um, the desire that you have is actually a good desire. Mm. It's just a misplaced desire, Mm -hmm. which ironically used that phrase last episode too. But it's like one day there will be no more struggle. There actually will be no more win because the win will be then. Mm. You'll actually Mm -hmm. enter into the Mm -hmm. when all things are right. You are going to that. You will be there one day. So it's like, okay, that's interesting because that means it's a good desire. You're just desiring it today on this side of eternity, mm-hmm. on this side of. And so it's like, no, like right desire, wrong application of mm-hmm. it. So when we're in the in-between, then what do we do? Which is interesting because Ecclesiastes is kind of like that in-between of like, hey, like on this earth, yo, it ain't getting better. <laughs> it is getting worse. <laughs> like, Live by wisdom because it's your best shot, <laughs> but you really don't know what you're going to get. <laughs> Straight up, yo. And it's like depressing because it's like, oh yeah, earth sucks, you know? So like, how do you, like easy to say that, hard mm-hmm. to believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Easy mm-hmm. to think that, hard to live in that. So like, and obviously the Lord's just kind of not showing you. So you, you may even have tangible answers to this and that's totally okay. But like, how do you begin to actually believe that? Mm. Because I also live in the when, when this happens, mm-hmm. then that the winitis forever. I know. Um, God, it's terrible. Actually, let me let me let me break not character. We're being <laughs> honest, but let me just be very. Uh, at the end of last episode, after we turned off the cameras, I started mm-hmm. tearing up, and I told Mary like, "Hey, thank you for uh, what you said to me in the middle of the episode." Um, about me helping your voice and me being one of the men in the life that have helped that the most. And super, super timely, super timely because I've been living in the, man, when this happens Mm -hmm. and I've just been disappointed again. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, here's some more felt abandonment. It may not even be abandonment, but it feels that way. Here's some more discouragement. Here's some more disappointment. Here's some more frustration. Here's some more sorrow. And it's like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was gonna get better. I just want to like laugh for like six straight months. (laughs) That's it. That's all I want, Lord. (laughs) And I like went to bed last night with that literal feeling Mm. of like, God, can I just get like several wins? And then got hit this morning with just more like whatever. And so like, um, I live in that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I know that that's true. That's like a, yeah. well, duh, because we're Christians, we know that. So I don't know, like maybe even like, how do you believe that? Like, how yeah. do you get it from here to here, head to heart? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's always been my life struggle with it. And I know I'm going to falter and I'm going to fail with it. But I think something that I have the way that I feel like I've walked in that, because I think for, unfortunately, oftentimes for me to believe, I need to see a glimpse of it, mm. right? This tiny mm. tangible piece that I can have faith mm. in. Sometimes that comes through reading and seeing it in a story of scripture, seeing it in someone else's life, seeing it in my own. And I'm trying to, this is gonna sound really weird. And I'm gonna tease it out. I don't, I haven't, uh, yeah. Again, this is all live, so I'm <laughs> processing. I'm trying to be more childlike. Mm. And what I mean by that is expecting God to show up. And so instead of 
dreaming of this situation and planning everything and doing it exactly this way, saying, okay, here's what, here's what I want, but then leaving all of this gap for God to show up mm. and be expectant for it. Mm. And instead of seeing wow, if he meets so my expectation, because on, it's a lot of pride. I really, I, I don't know. I need to tease that a little bit more, but like I get disappointed because I want him to meet my expectation. And that's not inherently bad because sometimes like you were saying just a second ago, my expectations are correct. Mm -hmm. Like it shouldn't be this way. This is a good thing and a good desire, but I'm saying that I should, should control this. And just because you ask for it, like, because it's in line with what I think, I'm not leaving room for you to show up and do your thing. Mm. I'm not sitting that position of like, I'm faithfully walking, but like, daddy, I can't wait to see what you're going to do mm. and surprise me. And wow. so to, to limit my, yeah, just like be more childlike and trying to be in more awe of wonder and switch to more anticipation and looking for gratitude, not because he's done what I think he should do yes. or what I've asked for him to do or what actually is a good expectation, but just desiring to see him where he is at instead of where visioning you want him to be. so far ahead mm. and then being like, but you did it differently and being disappointed. I set, I, I need to dismantle these expectations and have a right surrender. Mm. I don't know, surrender the right word of like, I'm with you and I want this, but here's all of your space to, mm. to be who you are. And I can't, and I'm waiting to see. Mm. I'm anticipating to see rather than, you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah. I, does that- Because Solomon, the teacher here, is expecting God to do certain things and when God doesn't do it, he's like, everything's worthless, meaningless, yes, lifeless, stupid, dumb, it's all terrible. This is all because there's an expectation of certain things that doesn't go the right way. Right. Like Proverbs, if I do all of this, I should get this. Exactly. And we do that. Exactly. When we read stories, I think mm -hmm. too in like a longevity of Christian life that we're like, but I've seen God come through. I've seen it here. I've seen it in my life. Like, why not now? Mm. And I'm not having that like childlike first love faith where like, you know, you're dating someone and you're like, oh, like we're going to this dinner. We're gonna have this conversation. But I can't wait to see like what they're doing mm. type of a thing. Mm. So I'm trying to like, just let him be himself. I don't know. Does that make <laughs> let sense? Let God be God. Yes, that makes you know? sense. <laughs> and like just very practically, we went on a trip this summer to Colorado mm -hmm. and I had all of these expectations of getting all of this rest. When she naps, we're gonna do this. And it was a great trip. It was also our first trip with a toddler. So mm -hmm. I didn't understand the real concept of like, <laughs> this isn't a vacation. Uh -huh. When you take your kids, it's a trip it's and you're just trip, living life elsewhere. Yes, yes. And I was, t I cried mm. so many times mm. that trip. because, Sorry, of, yeah. And then I was missing out. Like it was this beautiful trip. Scott's parents were there. My father drove up to Colorado. Mm. I got to see this place that he's been going to for 20 plus years that I've never seen before in my life. He got to share it with me. He got to share it with his his granddaughter, like it was, there was so many amazing things. And because my expectations were missed, I like had this terrible attitude and spiral into, you know, mm. but it was just Selfism like, I had the wrong expectations and I didn't, I missed out on the gift, the intention of this trip, this mm. like way of seeing this gift that God had given. And so we actually went to Seattle a couple months later and had way different expectations. I was like, I'm not making a plan for this. I'm not doing that. We're going to go live somewhere else. I have a few things that I want to do. If Becca doesn't sleep, I'll sleep when we get home and figure it out. It was the freaking best trip ever. And mm. you know what? She was a champ. Mm. I asked the Lord to give me what I wanted. And there's a couple nights Becca woke up at 540, but I just went over and I was like, it's not time to get up. And she just went right back to sleep. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he does answer. <laughs> I've like, and again, like I didn't expect that to happen. Huh? Right. So huh? then I got to rejoice. Like I literally went back to bed and I was like, Jesus, you're the freaking best. Mm. You didn't have to do that. There's a thousand times you haven't. But because I just was, had no expectations and I just waited to see and expected that he was going to do something, whether he taught me something mm. because he didn't and I needed to learn something or he gave me a gift. Mm. And he did. And it was great. It was mm. wonderful. And I'm like, ha, this is how you're supposed to do a trip. Mm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's I'm so talking interesting a lot, too. But. You're not talking a lot. That's so interesting too because the, um, what I just said about your encouragement to me, it's like, I had an expectation of something, didn't happen. And then I got caught with something mm. that I was actually looking for from you, uh, completely unexpected. Hmm. And 
in irony, what I prayed for last night, the Lord through you then answered, mm. but not in the way that I expected. So it was so caught off guard. And I'll be honest, in my own life, it would therefore be easy to not receive as readily mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, God, can you give me a steak? And then instead he gives you like brisket. And it's like, it's actually the best brisket you ever had. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to give you steak because he knew that actually that cow that the steak came from was diseased. And if you eat it, you're going to yeah. get sick. And so rather than like enjoying this really good brisket, you're like, oh, but where's the steak at? And it's like, well, no, it's, very similar and also this is better for you and God knows what he's doing. And so literally even that, it's like, oh, if I'm able to receive your encouragement and blessing, it's actually answering the very thing I just prayed, but I got to see God like that. But if I don't and I try to take control or I try to, it actually turns into vanity, right? It turns into me striving after the wind. Do you think your expectations are why it's sometimes hard for you to receive? Oh, a thousand percent. Mm. Yeah. Because you expect God to respond differently or like, what is that? Uh, I think how does that play exactly out? what you just said for your own life. It's mm. like, I desire it to look a certain way. And when it doesn't look like that, then it's all lost. <laughs> you know, it's all like, hevel. It's all Freaking hevel. <laughs> Do you know what's funny? I almost said hevel. And I was like, people are going to think I'm saying it's all like hell, like oh, to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're going to accuse me of cursing. And <laughs> uh, yes, it's the all hevel, hevel right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. So yes, I think that totally. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Can, can I, before I share what I go real quick, one, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Two, thinking about the discipleship piece so that we, there is a little bit of a teaching moment in this. Mm-hmm. I do think too, well, I hope you're learning in general through what Mary Sharon, but I also think like within discipleship, I would never pivot to what the Lord's been teaching me right here because no. I actually have like two or three other questions that I would ask you if we were just sitting down one-on-one. Yeah. Well, what are they? Let's share them with that, them. We don't, I don't have to okay, answer them, good. but that's this is good. a teaching moment. So like, sure. how do you you know, so much of that one-on-one discipleship is being able to listen and tease out. So like give them, I won't answer them, but what are some other follow-up as an example? And what you just said is exactly what I wanted to think about. It's like, I would tease it out. Honestly, I'd probably let you talk for like an hour of our hour and 15 minute time. If let's just say that's the Mm -hmm. time slot we had. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, no, I I would give that knowing that, hey, next time you'll give it to me or I'll get it from somewhere else. and And like, love you in that way to be able to tease it out, to even let you process with the Lord Mm -hmm. and even hear from the Lord in the moment as I'm trying to hear from the Lord too. A lot of discipleship is like, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? How can I partner with you in that? Great. And so it's like, Holy Spirit, what are you doing in Mary's heart right now? Okay, you're telling me. I hear it. That sounds like the Lord. I can affirm that. I see it in the scriptures. I feel that in my own life. Mm -hmm. I'm in a similar season because we've walked through similar seasons. The Spirit is leading me through similar things. So how can I partner with you? So I would literally ask some of that, like, Mm -hmm. hey, give me some more of why you think the Lord has not delayed in answering. You kind of half answered the question, not in a weird way. You didn't dodge it. Yeah. But you started going through a different train of thought, Mm -hmm. which I would just go back to that same question. Totally. I do the same thing. And so I would, okay, hey, why now? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's an important question. I would also ask something around the realm of like, Um, Like, how does that make you just feel with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Like, you're answering what you're processing, but like, what does that show you about God? Like, how are you feeling towards God? Mm -hmm. Because you could be feeling frustrated. Like, God, just give me, or you could be feeling really grateful, or you could be feeling cared for, or you could be, right, all these things. I think I would also ask some sort of accountability question Mm. of like, hey, what does it look like to live in this? Mm. How can I help you live in this? Yeah. Hey, in our team meetings and on Sundays, yeah. and are there ways that like I can help you? So I would ask some sort of let's partner in what you're learning together sort yes. of question. Yes. So there's a few other questions that I would go off of based off of what you shared. But yeah. 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 That's great. Those are great questions. Yeah. I hope Thanks. we're learning. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. What's the Lord been teaching me? Yep. Give me the goods. Um, okay. <clears throat> um, it's funny because just the timing of this. Uh, what you shared with me last episode, uh, just some of what I've been processing, obviously to your point, last year has been hard. I think that for those of us on staff who walk through a lot of it, uh, healing just delayed sometimes. It takes time. 
So it's like I've had to carry and care for so many other things and people mm. that I've had a hard time um, <clears throat> even being able to fully heal, right? Even being able to fully process like what the Lord's been doing in my own heart and life. Obviously, I took a sabbatical. That was really helpful. That was a big piece of that. Um, but within that, I've been feeling very uh, alone, been feeling very mm. doing this by myself. I've been hearing the lie of the enemy of like, don't nobody care. Like, don't nobody, you got this by yourself. You're, don't nobody actually care. Which is why what you said was meaningful. Mm. Cause it's like, hey, that's not actually even true. That's not even true. But that's really easy to hear isolated. One person says something, one person leaves, one person is like, you ain't doing enough, Tori. One person, mm-hmm. whatever, right? It's really easy to feel that. So I've just been kind of like almost speaking that lie over myself, almost like believing that lie, you know? Yeah. And so um, uh, Deuteronomy, I'm going to chop through. It's really like 6 through 10. I'm just going to read a couple of these verses. So uh, Deuteronomy 6, uh, 4 through 6 is the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Mm. Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. Uh, and these words I command you today shall be on your heart. Interesting. So you should love them with your heart and these words should be on your heart. Hmm. Okay. So I could, uh, there's a bunch in here, but I'm just going to jump forward to now verse two in chapter eight. It says, and you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years through the wilderness that he might humble you to test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep the commandments or not. And he humbled you, let you hunger. Then he fed you with manna that you did not know, uh, that he that you might know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes to the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you, neither did your feet swell, which that's a wild miracle, right? Mm-hmm. For these 40 years, yada, yada. Uh, then verse five, know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. So I'm not wanting you to see the miracle. I'm not wanting you, I want you to actually know this in your heart. I'm actually testing you so that you would know what's in your heart. I want you to love me with all your heart and keep these commandments on your heart, right? Verse 11, take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his rules, his statutes, which I commanded you today. Lest you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them. And you have herds and flocks that multiply. Silver and gold is multiplied. All that you have is multiplied. Then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Okay. He does it again in verse 15. Uh, He does it again in verse 17. I believe, yeah, beware lest you say in your heart. There's all these heart things, okay? Let me just give you two more and then I'll tell you why why it's been impactful. Chapter nine, verse four says, do not say in your heart after Mm -hmm. the Lord, blah, blah, blah. Okay, verse six as well. Know, therefore, the Lord your God has given you this good land to possess, not because you are righteous, you're actually a stubborn people. So know in your heart these things. Last one, there's a lot of them, but chapter 10 Uh, Now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord with all of your heart. These commandments, are they not for your good? Listen, I'm telling you all this because I want your good, okay? So, yet the Lord set in his heart to love your fathers, choose their offspring. Circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart. Mm. Circumcise your heart, Israel, goes on, okay? Um, I have never in my life, praise God, I, I know that people can do this, right? But I've never in my life like gotten more money or gotten success in some way that the world would define success or I've never and been like, you know what? I'm better than God or I don't need God. I've, I've literally never thought that. Never once. Never yeah. once has that crossed my mind, you know? I've never thought I don't really need God. I, I've genuinely never like thought like- Once saved. One saved as if that was a true thought, right? Mm. I'm sure maybe my mind has wandered and be like, Do I? okay, yeah, sure. But I mean like as a genuine like, huh, mm-hmm. is this true? Like, do I need the Lord? Never thought that. I've never thought like I'm, I'm built up above God. He's like, you know. So when it says in, what is this? Uh, eight, you know, hey, like take care lest you forget the Lord. It's like, I've never forgotten the Lord. So I say, 
when you have herds and flocks, silver and gold, all that you have is multiplied, your mm-hmm. heart be lift up, you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I have read that and been like, man, I've never done that. How could you do that? Mm. And then I realized over and over and over again, it's talking about our hearts. Mm -hmm. My mind has never said that, Mm. but my heart says that all the dang time, Mm. all of the time. Okay. Mm. Um, Literally, I'm like thinking about, you know, like I've, what I have been describing is that recently I've been feeling lower lows than I've felt Hmm. historically. I feel like the historical Tory operated between like a six floor and a 10 ceiling. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I operate between like an eight ceiling and like a three floor. Huh. So it's as if my thing shifted down and dropped even a little bit more. And I go into the threes and fours and fives quicker than I used to go into like the six and sevens. Okay. Now, some of that I think is just some hurt, brokenness. Some of that I don't think is healthy. Some of that I do think is healthy. I think a healthy human can actually go between a one and a 10 appropriately. And so I'm still not even there, right? But I've been like, man, like, why am I feeling this? Why do I feel so discouraged? Why do I feel like just disheartened at times? It's like, oh, it's because my heart, I'm literally using that word, disheartened, Mm -hmm. right? How do you keep your heart? I'm like, it's interesting because this is like, hey, if there's a lot of good, don't think in your heart. I'm like, when there's good, am I like, God, you are good, Mm. yo, do I say that in my heart? Like, or does my heart go, thank God for this circumstance. And I just keep moving on with life. Am I asking God for the right circumcised heart? Am I asking him to test me so that I can prove my heart to be pure? Or do I just want really good circumstance? Mm -hmm. The Mm win-ism. Like, just get, I just want to laugh for six straight months, God. That's what I want. Um, Even though... What I really want, if I'm being honest in my spiritual self, is that my heart would be fully surrendered to Christ. It would be fully in love with God. I do feel like the Lord has tested me through wilderness, through fiery serpents, through lots of things that have happened. And what is revealed is like, no, my strength, my will is fully dedicated to Christ. Mm -hmm. I've never once thought about leaving our church, like quitting ministry. I've never once thought about like, Yo, I should just go. I can make a lot of money in this other place because I'm a good leader. And I can, I've never, I've teased that and joked that. I've never actually thought that in my heart. You've or never in my made head. a pl- plan to take that step. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My heart hasn't even gone there. But what my heart has gone to is like, God, are you good? Mm. God, do you have good for me? God, like, do you actually love me? God, am I just doing all of this? And it's like, hey, remember how God like has protected you through all these things? Remember mm-hmm. how you ain't fallen to sin, even though you very well could have because you are a sinner as well? Yeah. Remember how you have been delivered through this? Remember how, remember, remember. And it's all this heart exercise. Yeah. And I realize I do not exercise my heart well, yo. Mm-hmm. I exercise my mind really well. Mm-hmm. And I think the right thoughts about God, about my mind. I'm sober-minded, if you will, in that. Um, I exercise my strength well. I would even say I exercise my soul well. But it's funny. Right? I believe there's depth. But it's funny, yo. My heart, which I would say I'm a feeler naturally, which I am, is probably why I feel it so much. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm not sure if I exercise it and submit it to the Lord, yo. Last thought here, and then love to hear your processing. The word heart shows up uh, 600 and, shoot, I wish I wrote the number down. 600 and something times in the Old Testament, mm-hmm. okay? 92 of those times are in the Pentateuch, the, uh, the first five books of the Bible. Yep. Uh, 44 of those times is in Deuteronomy. So Ooh. of the first five books, almost half of the heart It's a lot of Ecclesiastes the too, interestingly is, enough. Uh, it's 160 times in the narratives. So that's judges all the way through the wisdom literature. Yep. Beginning in Job. So if you do Job... Uh, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs. If you can group those five as the wisdom literature, Mm -hmm. it actually shows up 272 times. Wow. Or 40% of the Old Testament. Goodness gracious. Even though the wisdom literature only makes up 15% of the Old Testament. So it more than almost Mm. triples the usage there. Major minor prophets. Okay, that's intriguing you. Yeah. Where wisdom is found, it talks most not about your mind, but about your heart what you feel, Mm -hmm. how you move from those feelings, what you love, love, biblical idea of it, tends to form Mm -hmm. from the gut or the heart is what they would call that. And so Proverbs 4.23 would tell us, hey, guard your heart with all diligence 
for out of it flows the wellsprings of life, joy, all these things. There's all this, hey, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's actually a heart idea even there. Um, Like it's an emotional thing even in some ways. And so it's like, yo, okay, I've been feeling all these things because I have not been keeping my heart. Mm. I've not been surrendering my heart. I've forgotten the Lord again as I go through another it ain't even a wilderness like it was last year. It's just like a little tiny desert. Yeah. Which is, seems to be making it clearer because... Yes. Yes. A thousand percent, yeah. And, and it's like... Because it's like there's no reason for it right now. Exactly. exactly. Like I'm healed. Like we talked about... Exactly. And I so just talked about a couple know, episodes ago, this healing. And then it's like... So it's almost like the Lord's like, yes, you are, but like real quick. You're still missing something. You're still missing. That I want for you. My gosh. And that's kind of where I've been at uh, over the last like... 24 hours is a a literal brand new thought. There's so much in here. I'm like, oh gosh, where do I start? So why? So you talked about being like an eight to whatever, and you're Mm -hmm. now like lower than that. Mm -hmm. Do you think you've ever experienced a 10 or a one? Uh, I definitely think I've experienced tens. I think I refused in the past to experience anything below six. And now I do think that there's some good where I'm allowing myself Mm -hmm. to start to drift towards that direction. But we just talked about this in Lament and all that stuff. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't think there's wisdom there. I don't, I know better. I know what the scriptures say, right? But I have such a hard time with it. So then how do you engage with your heart? Um, I try to ignore it. I only want to engage with my heart positively. Uh, Mm. That's the wrong word. Let me, let me actually intentionally replace that word. I only want to engage with my heart through victorious emotion. I don't like to engage in my heart through painful emotion. Mm. So sorrow, lament, uh, pain, hurt, anxiousness. Mm -hmm. So yours is almost the opposite of Deuteronomy. Uh, uh Because you want to live in this like medium in between. Exactly. Things aren't too hard. Exactly. And things aren't too heavy. Exactly. Because it's comfortable. Exactly. And it's like, it's honestly harder to sin <laughs> in between Proverbs mm-hmm. 30, 31, or no, 30. He's like, give me neither rich nor poor. I don't want to forget about you if I'm rich. I don't want to have to steal if I'm poor. Put me in the middle. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I feel that, yo. So there's even some like wisdom yeah. Yeah. in that. Yeah. But I'm like, no, yo, like I, I think that there's a lot of joy to be found even in the ones, twos, threes. And as the Lord's forcing me into that, I just don't like it. So where do you misplace something that should be in your heart? Uh, ask, ask again. I think I know what you're asking. So like, this should be something that you receive in your heart. Mm-hmm. Where do you then misplace it? To your oh. mind, to oh. your strength, to your soul? Where do you misplace? Uh-huh. And what is it that's misplaced? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to think how to succinctly answer this. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, the really simple answer is like, God, give me only eights, nines, and tens, okay? In my heart, in my emotions, in my feeling, in my situations, mm-hmm. in my, I want to go on vacation. I want everything to be how I want it to be because it's been hard and that's what I deserve. And that's what I'm doing, right? Yeah, so some, some similar veins here, I see. It, uh, that's why I was smiling when you started. I don't know if you saw me smiling. I was like, I'm going to talk did. about the like, same I thing. I wonder if we have some similar <laughs> things coming out. So I'm trying uh, to think of some different questions to like tease yes, out a little bit yes, where we're going totally. here. But it's like, yo, I deserve this. Give this to me. And then I don't get it. And I get something hard. And I'm like, what the heck, yo? Yeah. Have I not suffered enough? He's like, yo, listen, I'm, one, I'm humbling you, boy. Right? Mm. That's how I talk to myself. That's not how God talks to me. But <laughs> I'm humbling you to test you to know what's in your heart. And I humbled you so that you can see that you don't live by bread alone. Do you know what I have not done? I've not just gone to the Lord and been like, man, God, this like made me really sad. Mm. Um, I almost just started crying for real. And I'm, and I literally, there, there's a good example of how I try to protect. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into engage. a painful emotion because Do I don't want to tell you I'm hurt. I don't want to tell you I'm sad. And so then I'm like, man, just you, I have a question. give me blessing only. Yeah. So you kind of started with this whole thing talking about too of like, things and it seems like you are putting things in people over yourself mm-hmm. in terms of, shepherding, Mm, mm, loving other people, mm. that there's even some isolation, aloneness that comes in ministry. Are you misplacing? Do you think that you might be misplacing like your trust in people with trust in God? And so Mm. because you've seen people break that, you're unwilling to let that peace out with the Lord because he would respond the same. Mm. 
<laughs> right? Because you and and We're to think well about <laughs> think about your right boundaries. Like you're yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, are you excusing a boundary mm. that you put on someone else that you're putting on the Lord? Mm-hmm. Like obviously you mm-hmm. don't, you know, like talking to Nally, you can sure, you know, whatever, but like that heart piece. Mm-hmm. Why are you keeping that? Yeah. From others? Mm-hmm. Why are you keeping that from the Lord? Yeah. I'm afraid for sure. That's of what being it hurt? is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. afraid of being hurt. I'm afraid of if I give this to you, the only thing that's going to happen is at mm-hmm. some point you're going to probably unintentionally mm-hmm. hurt it. Uh, sometimes people are vicious, but often it's unintentional. Yo, mm-hmm. It's just this. So I just kind of feel like at some point you're going to accidentally. So I just don't want to give it to uh, anyone. So not mm. just you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. To my wife, to my daughters, to my friends, to… And then what I start doing just naturally is like, don't nobody care anyway. And so it's like, that's true. So you have to care about everybody, but nobody cares about you. And I immediately am like, you know, good and dang well, it's a lie. Yeah. I, I, But I know it. But it's like, okay, but you don't know that I'm feeling that because I haven't given you an opportunity to know that because right. I don't like being exposing that I'm hurt. Not because I don't like being weak. I actually really enjoy being weak. I think Christ is glorified there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I just have a hard time in entering into this emotional weakness with my heart. Yeah. Exactly. Weak with my hands? Totally. Weak with my mind? Totally. Weak with my soul? Totally. Yeah. Weak with my heart for whatever reason. I'm like, ah, nope. Like okay. that's not, you can't do that. That doesn't, you can't go there. And I don't even really let the Lord there. What he's is, like, hey. What does the gospel say to that? Yeah. That's, if Jesus was sitting here. By the way, a great discipleship question. Instead. Yeah. What is? What would the gospel, what would his good news say to that for you? Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, 50 things, first of all. I'm like, I feel like his good news would tell me, uh, one, he knows. So it would empathize from a heart perspective, right? So, you know, Jesus was sorrowful, yo, to the point of sweat and blood because of how much sorrow he was bringing on, how much. So these painful emotions, Mm -hmm. sometimes we call them negative emotions. I think negative has a negative connotation. It's not negative. They're painful. Yes. Now, they won't be in the kingdom because there will be no pain in the kingdom. Right. So once again, just like I said with you, like it's okay to to desire. Mm -hmm. Only joy and only, that's what we're going to one day. No more tears. Expectations will be met. So praise God, (laughs) they straight up will be. Because we'll have the right expectations. Not on this side though. Yes. And Jesus intentionally entered into it Mm -hmm. to feel that. I think he would invite me into, hey, no, like it's, like it's understandable that you're feeling hurt, that Mm. you're feeling broken, that you Mm. feel betrayed by this little thing. That may not be the actual thing that's happening, but it makes sense why you're yeah. feeling that. Now, how do you replace that with like me? And it's like, I feel like um, what the gospel would tell me, first of all, is that Jesus takes this, obviously. He's going to give me f- fullness. But even in his resurrection and his gifting of the Holy Spirit upon mm-hmm. his ascension, it's like the Holy Spirit now dwells to give me joy. Yeah. He now dwells to give me this peace. He now dwells to give me this life. I need to learn to receive that mm-hmm. from him. And so, yeah, I think that that's, honestly, I'm like, I would have to th- meditate on that a little yeah, bit yeah. more. I, while you were talking, I just had this, um, I thought about the story of the woman who was bleeding mm. for years and she's like clamoring after Jesus, right? And what is the first thing that he does to her? Mm. He touches her face mm. and looks her in the eye. That is not a, I think we, that is like such a heart moment. Mm. Are you letting Jesus touch your face? (laughs) Are you clamoring after him in that way to deal with this? Or are you overcompensating with your heart? And how how do you let him Mm -hmm. touch your face? Do you know what's interesting? To see in your eyes, to connect with that piece. I've put you through the wilderness through all these years so I can show you. It's like, he could have miraculously put them in the promised land. Mm-hmm. First of all, they still would have been Egyptian. Yeah, God had to work Egypt out of them and had to work his new way into them. Yeah, They probably dressed like, looked like, talked like, had practices like Egypt. So he's having to change them. That's true of me as well. 
So in his allowing suffering, in his walking with me through pain, in his, it's not punishment per se. It could be consequence of sin, but also sometimes it could be him working Egypt out of us, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I I think that I desire so much the miraculous just healing mm-hmm. that I don't let him journey with me and I don't want to journey. And he's like, hey, listen, no, your clothing didn't wear out. Your feet didn't swell. I kept feeding you. Like, you're okay. You're okay in the midst of yeah. it. And I'm like, right, but I'm not in the promised land. So, And I don't want to be in this desert, so put me in the promised land. And then I get You're missing land. an opportunity to see that sorrow is better. Uh, Can be better than laughter. So it's funny because I've been meditating on that since we talked about it, mm. which is probably why. And I'm doing this huge study right now on all the emotions that are in the Bible. We could talk about that some other time. Yeah. Um, Interesting because that, I wonder if that's some of how God is teasing that out and wanting you to see- A thousand percent. It is safe to engage because he meets you where you were at. Mm-hmm. And you, you got to surrender that mm-hmm. to him, bro. And here's the honest thing. The, the this won't you you won't feel this. I don't think anybody listening would probably feel this. But I think that the um how do I say this? It doesn't sound strange. Like the pastor in me, this sounds so elementary. It sounds so like uh duh duh. That I feel like therefore, because I'm a pastor. I have to be spiritually mature enough mm. to be able to be at a certain place so as not to wrestle with really simple things like this. This is like really simple. I think people listening would be like, I, I learned that like month two of my faith. And I'm like, yo, like genuinely, like praise God. For whatever reason, he put me to decade two to be like, hey, okay, now we're going to start working on some of this. And so it feels so elementary. Mm-hmm. It feels like, hey, just let Jesus in on this. Like, have you let him touch your face? I'm like, no, because I don't let anybody do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because people have done that and hurt me. And so therefore, so then it goes into all this counseling stuff and origin and all sorts of, right? Yeah. But it's like, yo, like it, so then it, it feels so elementary that it's almost hard to even talk about once again, not from embarrassment. I am very fine with being weak. I am very fine. But just from like a insecurity of like, I don't even know how to process this fully mm-hmm. because though I'm such a deep feeler mm-hmm. and though I feel like I understand emotion really well, yeah. I have not let them enter into my heart really well. To glorify the Lord. And so there's a difference between those two. Mm-hmm. I can see what you're feeling. I can empathize with you. I can go there with you. I can feel deeply. But... What do I allow? Do I allow the Lord to feel deeply with me? Do I allow? Do I even want to know what He's feeling right mm. now? I just think it's just disappointment or like, dog, get over yourself, because that's what I'm telling myself, yeah. and I'm just thinking the Lord's saying that, and that's just not true, yo. Yeah. So anyway, we're over time. Bye. We are getting <laughs> close, but look at you even skirting away uh, yeah. already. <laughs> oh, my, there's so, oh gosh, there's so many things. I'm like, I have the time. Um, <laughs> So then what what does it look like for people to support you on that? This is now out for the world (laughs) to Uh hear. uh uh And that's something we missed on mine. Uh So like, what does it look like? Uh Is it to stop you Uh in a moment and to like, do you write down an emotion you're feeling? Mm. Like, are you you praying those to the Lord? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, no, no. And that's a great question because I should have asked that for you too. What does it look like? Because I do think there's corporate accountability, mm-hmm. there's corporate mm-hmm. discipleship, all that stuff, right? Um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. It's funny. Me and Yusuf talked about this a while ago. He talked about like the desire for deeper friendship mm. and he had to preach on friendship. And he mm. was like, that's interesting because I desire deeper friendship right now, but now I got to go preach on it. And he's like, the most awkward thing is like, if he preaches, he's like, hey, like I want friends. And then like 40 people are like, yo, I want to be your friend. He's like, I actually only have time for like two. Yeah. And so that's weird now because all y'all are trying to love me, but I can't even like, I don't have the capacity to receive your love. How do I? So it's like, I don't know what that looks like mm. practically. I think some of it is like regaining some depth in relationships that I have lost mm. and have not replaced, not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a strange way at all, but it's like I just haven't had time to like replace some of that. Yeah, I think it looks like multiple different things. To be honest, I actually don't know what that yeah. fully looks like. The feeling that I often feel is either like aloneness or nobody understands, nobody type of feelings, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I know is not true. 
but it's where I go into. And then the what I'm realizing is like, oh, it's my heart that's doing that. It's not my mind that's doing that. Yeah. I yeah. think I kept thinking it was my mind. Mm, and I was like, you need the right. Renew your mind. Think right thoughts. That's actually fairly easy for me. And it's not my mind. Because you know truth. Because I know truth. It's the walking, the faith, the it's belief, the, heart. Yo, the desire. Yeah. It's the emotion that's Peace. behind that truth, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't, I could walk away today and be like, that's not true. That's not true. You've been here for seven years, whatever it is. You haven't done that. We struggled. You stayed. That's not true. Go believe truth. Yeah. And then I feel okay for like six seconds, but then my heart's like, you know? Yeah. So it's like my, I kept thinking it was a mind thing and it's not. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the Lord's showing me, hey, it's a heart thing. You don't feel what you believe to be true. Yeah. How do I do that? How's like, what's true rejoicing and true sorrow? Exactly. I feel like if you don't exactly. get the spectrum, you can't understand them because you have no juxtaposition for them both. Yeah, that's really good, yo. So that's really good. You that, might need to those are those are bars. Sit in both. Um but I don't have time to sit in both. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just deflecting my you uncomfortability. Take that to the Lord. <laughs> you take that to the Lord. I actually do have a ton of time. The Lord's yeah. graciously given me more space with him recently. Mm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let those emotions um, go. But yeah, yeah. Real quick practical. Okay. Um, one, hope this was just encouraging in general for y'all to hear what we're processing and what we've been going through. Thank you for asking me some of those. Mm-hmm. I mean that genuinely. And I'm like, I think that to our last conversation around discipleship, it's like nobody would hear that and be like, whoa, that was strange. Whoa, that was emotional. What? Whoa, that was like, it's like, no, that's like really helpful. We're gonna walk away. I literally haven't even processed this with Natalie yet because I literally was thinking this last night and this morning. (laughs) She was working on her talk for women's retreat. And so we weren't processing. We didn't really talk much last night. So it was last night I began to feel this. This morning that I read all of this. Yeah. And then now, um, so I'm like, no, I'm taking it back to Natalie, process some of that. So it's like, there could be a lot of health when done, like really spiritually, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, And so that's one of my practical thoughts in the midst of this. Other practical thought, discipleship is like asking really thoughtful questions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a big piece of discipleship, yo. But also discipleship is being honest. Mm-hmm. If I were not honest, if I'm like, here's some theological truth I'm getting. You're like, oh, that's really cool. And we geek out about God, but I'm not loving, following or serving Jesus where I need it right now. Yeah. So part of discipleship is the person that is being poured into being honest about where they are. That means when you come to church, you should be ready to receive and ready to give. Give worship to God, give service to other people, see where other people are and bless them and then actually receive. That's why we say, hey, physically sing to God because it informs your heart. It's your hands trying to move your heart and Mm -hmm. mind toward truth. Mm -hmm. All these different things, right? So it's like discipleship is this holistic like, do I want to love Jesus more? What is Jesus showing me right now? How mm-hmm. do I invite you into that so that I can follow him or serve yeah. him more? All it's those sorts of things. Jesus in, right? Straight up. You know, I think too, a lot of us come to discipleship meetings with like a list of questions and accountability. I think that's good. But I also think we miss the art of listening mm. and responding to where people were at. So that's kind of what I tried to do. I tried to to leave out my like normal, which are actually very similar to yours of like, why is this happening now? And like, what is this teaching you about God's character? And then therefore, what is it teaching you about yourself? Like all of these kind of have a pile of Mm go-tos, but also like there's value in listening and responding and making connections. And like also too, man, so many times that I'm discipling someone, we're walking through similar things. Mm. And so Mm. you're able to like, oh, oh, and like kind of spur that person a little there while they spur you a little there. And like, you kind of like doing the the dance back and forth of like pursuing Christ, Mm. you know? And again, it's not, you're not trying to be a therapist. Like I, you know, you may have to dig in some of some deep things from your past. I can't help you with that. I'm not going to help you with that, but Mm -hmm. the Lord wants to touch your face, my friend. Mm -hmm. So you just, you kind of, you let it, you let it be. Mm-hmm. You let it roll. You totally let the spirit agree. guide. You have good boundaries. And you encourage one another towards Christ. Does it glorify him? Mm-hmm. Straight Ask up. Good questions. Listen. Encourage. That was well said. It can be done. <laughs> yeah. That was well said. For thanks, real. Friend. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for sharing with me what you're learning. Thanks gotcha. for walking, letting me into those aspects of your life as yeah. well. What God's showing you. And um, yeah. It's fun doing this with you. It so is fun. Grateful for you. Grateful for you. Okay. 
right. Well said. Bye. Well Peace. Said. Love y'all. Adios. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and share. For more information, visit our website at www.thewellaustin.com slash podcast.